How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to The Little Things with Mitch. And Jake. Jake, seems like it's been four years since we've jumped on one of these. Uh, Finally back at it. Uh, Glad to have you on. How you been? I've been phenomenal. It has seemed like four years, man. It's been a minute since we've been on. We recorded our Ask Me Anything episode back in early January, just after New Year's. So, but I know, uh, I know we got a lot on our plate, and we're enjoying what we're doing. But uh, your favorite word is busy, and I'm just joking mm-hmm. when I say that. But mm-hmm. we've certainly had a lot go on, and I'm excited to hop back on here, man. How you been? Well, good. Uh, it's been a minute. Did you learn that in Colorado or Oklahoma? Had to be Oklahoma. Had to be Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's yeah, it's been a quick minute. My buddy came from Missouri and said that, and I said, what the heck are you talking about? It's been way longer than a minute. <laughs> it must be a southern thing then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a lot going on in between this. Gave away, uh, uh, did a giveaway to nurses. Um, just super deserving. Uh, everyone deserved that package. We're able to uh, give away some things there and want to – take some time to thank those folks for doing what they've been doing and continue to do through this pandemic and without people like them we'd really struggle to be where we're at as a as a state as a nation as a community Um, so yeah thanks for that we also launched an ask me anything in january had great responses from that a lot of people uh, reached out and kind of shared their thoughts on that so we certainly appreciate that uh, appreciate that one last thing uh personally uh on jake Jake, you've been pretty busy uh, with your seven days gratitude. You got that printed, uh, showed up on Kelloland Living. Kind of want to share some of those experiences with us. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. It's It's been a wild couple of weeks, to say the least. Uh, I was fortunate enough to to be able to be invited on the Kelloland Living show. Uh, spent a week on there each morning just talking about gratitude, which is something that I hold near and dear. Uh, I did write the seven-day gratitude challenge, and it is available in paperback form right now. We'll include the link in the show details here, but just had a blast. I, I went on, and, and we live recorded it, and just to be able to talk about something that I'm passionate about alone was was something special, and then the feedback and messages that I've received back have just been phenomenal, so it's been uh, it's been a treat. It, it really has, and, and the engagement's been there, and then just to hear from people that I haven't heard from in a long time, Mitch. You know, we talk about this often, but listening to to messages and text messages from people I haven't heard from in quite some time, like even dating back to high school, was just super awesome. So uh, if you haven't been able to check it out, you can still check it out. It's on Kelloland Living's website. There's links to the Seven Day Gratitude Challenge. But uh, yeah, just super, super thankful. Had a blast on that show. Throughout this season, we are going to be talking about things we have given up on. One organization that will always be there for us in a time of need is the National Guard. Today's South Dakota Army National Guard remains strong with more than 3,100 soldiers available to execute its mission. The mission of the South Dakota Army National Guard is to provide combat capability to the warfight, security for the homeland, and provide combat-ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you to those serving our country from us at The Little Things. 
Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The topic of the day, Jake, rapid fire, we like these ones. Uh, the ones that were not able to make the cut for the book, but certainly worthy of a discussion, and we have some good ones. Five of them here, Jake. Without further ado, here's the first one. I'm going to put you right on the spot. What is something you've given up on? That is uh, that is our uh, season three topic. What is something you've given up on? This one didn't make the book. Finding someone who won't do me wrong. Where are we at? <laughs> let's uh, let's start this off with a bang. That's that's a tough tough question and a, and a tough answer, especially coming from again a high school student in your project cardboard confessionals. What I think about when I hear that, you know, finding someone who won't do me wrong, I think about our circle. And we've talked about this uh, throughout our seasons here, Mitch, but identifying who's in your circle. And it's going to be tough because, you know, we we talk about getting new friends and meeting new people and new experiences and gaining that, especially as we grow older. We got to be careful who we let in our circle. And what I mean by that is we need to trust the people that we spend the most time with. And we've had people hurt us mitch both you and i others listening to this have hurt had people hurt them as well too it's gonna happen in life it, it just is but i think that just hammers home the point of we need to surround ourselves with good people um people that are heading in the right direction people that identify and and believe in the same core values that we do it's so so important as we grow older and get into our careers and our our passions and and whatnot in life that we have the right people around us supporting us, listening to us, uh, telling us how it is if uh, if we need to hear it. So I think that's just, just super important. That's where my mind goes with that question. I like it. I like it a lot. I think you're, you're absolutely right. We're going to take a little different angle on there too. And I think a lot of times we see what we want to see. I think people do that quite a bit. And it's not always a good thing either. Finding someone who won't do me wrong. I think this student that wrote this probably had a bad relationship. Something happened with a friendship that they had uh, that went wrong, and they dwell on that, right? That impacts their whole day. They they don't choose to focus on the five good relationships. You know, they left home. Mom and Dad said they loved them. Uh, They rode on the bus. They got to sit with a couple kids they liked. Um, They were eating lunch with someone else. And then all of a sudden, this friend and you have a spat, and that impacts. You forget all of the positive interactions you've had with people, and you want want to just focus on the one negative. Uh, We we tend to do that, and we just got to remember that we do have a lot of relationships that are supportive. And if we don't, we've got to find them. And it goes back to your circle. You got to have a good circle, right? And you have to evaluate with... uh, you spend your time with i think that's kind of neat too mitch when you were talking about that you know having a spat with someone at school like the the day that you posed this question like everything could have been going right that week or that month for the student and possibly five minutes before they put in this answer they they got hurt or one of their friends said something to them that was demeaning you know something like that and then boom that's fresh on their mind and then they put that into the cardboard box And it's kind of crazy how that just, that happens every single day, you know, throughout, especially in students' uh, lives with with school and whatnot, just rapid, uh, random things that happen. 
And that could have happened, you know, two minutes before they put that confession in. So it's kind of interesting. Well, we're going to go right to the next one then because I think it's pretty – or goes pretty hand-in-hand hand here. Uh, what is something you've given up on student-wrote school? Also very deep. Uh, a student-wrote school, someone who's in school wants to give up on school. It's tough. I, you know, Mitch, you're going to have probably a more in-depth answer than I am on this, you know, just being in the education industry. But I think that, you know, I certainly don't want anyone to give up on school. Like, I don't want people to give up on, on learning and education. I think it's important, especially continuing that even after school. Uh, as you well know, Mitch, I think you're still in school. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I think of, too, is is a lot of people learn differently. Uh, for me, instance... I, I'm a hands-on learner. I got to have, I have to do the work. Like I have to have it in my hands. I have to write stuff down, I'm a visual learner. Like I have to be in it, in something to, to learn it. It's tough for me to sit in a classroom and, and listen to, to an educator for, for eight hours, you know, just plain and simple for me. So I don't learn that way. And, and this student may not learn that way either. It's, it's just tough. And, and some people do learn differently. I think, you know, students, sometimes who don't do well in school do do thrive in in life after school too it's just not for everyone but i do urge students to to keep at it and, and keep working and, and put their head down and work and again surround yourself with the right people in school uh that's my take on it yeah i, I think you're on the right track uh i see it every day in school and i see those kind of things that uh, kids tend to give up on school and School's not for them. Uh, high school's not for them. They're going to be great kids. They're going to do good things to contribute to society as they move forward. But the lessons and the things that we've got going on just doesn't really fit them. I do think, though, school's pretty easy to give up on. Our society allows kids to be able to give up on school somewhat easy. I mean, you think about the institutes in a, in a child's life. There's not many, right? Like adults, you can be a part of all the clubs, committees, you know, church groups, things like that. But for kids, there's very few. And you're not going to give up on your family and your friends very quickly, right? So the major institute that's left is school. When things aren't going well in your whole life, it's pretty easy to pick that one. Um, and I will say that things do get tough. I mean, students are dealing with a lot on their plate, especially as they get older. There's going to be some time management skills, uh, you know, uh, procrastination stuff going on where kids are just going to say, nah, school's not really for me. But you look at all that stuff and actually you need that to be successful in the real world too. It's just that kids at that level don't have those skills that you and I have to be able to overcome them. You know, the stress builds up and we just don't have those coping skills to be able to, to move forward. So I, I do think that, yeah, kids do give up, but evaluate what they're giving up on. You know, is it that style of learning that you're talking about or is it that they don't want to follow through? Is it that they've got too much on their hand and they can't manage time? Is it the stress? You know, I think those are the things that you've got to evaluate to make sure that you are preparing kids for that next step because you our job is to make sure that kids are ready after school whether it's they're going to college tech school the military the workforce and there's skills within school that impact all four of those or that you know there might even be more that I haven't haven't said but I think 
the big thing is is that you need to build relationship it goes right back to number one and having that circle you got to build relationships with your kids and know where they're at and support them and we've talked about that too within season three even is are are the day-to-day things that happen to us as big of a deal as they seem you know, Mitch, you and I were, were in high school some time ago now, but we remember like the littlest things, the, the one word that a friend said, maybe he was losing a basketball game, whatever it was, like a lot of the small things, you know, in the in the long run just, just don't quite matter and we make them a bigger deal than they seem. And I just I just urge, you know, I've, I've talked about self-awareness before too, just, just remember that a lot of the, the small you know, minute things that happen in day-to-day life in the big picture. A lot of times they're, they're just, they're bumps in the road and and just keep that in mind, you know, when we're talking about giving up on school and whatnot, because students have a lot go on and, and I just urge them to, to continue to push, push forward. Another, uh, our third one here is something you've given up on a problem that students and adults alike struggle with. And I would like you to elaborate on it. Uh, losing weight. Yeah, another tough subject. These these students are deep thinkers there at Waverly South Shore, Mitch. Uh, a great answer and, and also a tough one. Um, what I would say is I, I had the privilege of dating someone a while back that was in the nutrition and, and um, dietitian field. And they taught me a lot about the nutritional side of losing weight. And I think it's important when we think of losing weight, the first thing we think of is obviously getting into the gym and working out. And that is super, super important. I I do urge, you know, students and adults, if you do have a goal, um, a a physical goal of some sort, like be sure to get in the gym and and, and take action. That's the first step, obviously. Uh, But that's only half the equation. The other half of the equation is the nutritional side. And what I learned is just eating cleaner and and healthier just plays such an important role such an important role in in losing weight and in you know being uh, as physically uh you know in shape as you'd like to be it's important very very important what you eat and as you and i know that gets even more and more important as you continue to get older uh you know it's tough to it's tough to slam the school meal and, and three Mountain Dews in a day and then go play a basketball game and, and feel the same way uh, we did back then as we do now, Mitch. As, well, as what about <laughs> uh, uh, Easy Mac and Coke before basketball practice? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, we can ask our buddy Chase Fredrickson about <laughs> that. <laughs> that is one of my favorite college basketball memories. <laughs> so, no, I'll uh, I'll kind of add on to you. First off, I mean, if you know Jake Nealon, he's an absolute specimen. Um, oh, you know, just after his uh, seven days of gratitude book, he's going to write a workout plan book. And I, I'll be the first one to buy that. You just need to stop it right there. Man. <laughs> he's blushing, guys. <laughs> if you could see him right now on camera, he's blushing. <laughs> but um, I think from an early age, we're set up to fail as far as losing weight goes. Uh, we can eat anything we want, um, especially in high school. You know, you're active. You've got things going on. And even in the first part of college, then all of a sudden it shuts off completely and you gain the freshman 15 or freshman 40 or whatever anyone's lucky enough to have. Um, but I think we're, our, our trends and our, our habits are formed at an early age and they're tough to break because we didn't have to worry about that. So now we look back on losing weight and we're like, well, geez, I remember when I was in high school where I could shovel three cheeseburgers and two Mountain Dews and be, be good, get back up, do it again the next day. 
But I also think that we set high goals for ourselves, uh, and it's good too. It's good to have things that uh, we try to achieve. And you see these people on Facebook all the time posting, and and good for them. I mean, they're dedicated to it. They work hard at it. They're passionate about it, and and they find success. But I think a lot of times, because that, that's, I don't want to say it's a rare occasion, but not everyone does what they're able to do, you know, and, and to jump onto that journey. So we see that, and we put it on a pedestal, and we try to achieve that. But our lifestyle and the things that we do and the, the time commitments we have, we're not able to, to meet that. So we come up short. And in three weeks, when so-and-so lost 15 pounds, you might have lost two or three, and you get discouraged and you give up. I think the big thing is growth. I think we set our goals, we don't meet them, and then we just give up on them. And I think that comes big time with weight. I think it's a huge thing in losing weight is that uh, when we don't feel like we are as successful as we should or want to be, that we fall off the wagon. And that can't be like that because everyone's different. That person that's on Facebook that's doing workouts every day, they're different than you. And that's okay. I mean, don't just sometimes pick and choose what you want to celebrate in your individuality. You know what I mean? Just be happy with everything about yourself. Not this is good, that's good, I don't like that. about. Just be happy to be you. And I think we struggle with that as a society. And I think losing weight's one of the biggest issues with that. Comparison is the thief of joy, Mitch. That You kind of mentioned it there, but comparison is the thief of joy. And I think when we compare ourselves to others, we make it hard on ourselves. And, and it's, it, it's within the question there too, like things we have given up on. I just urge people who, who are looking to, to change physically and, and possibly shed a few pounds, whatever it may be, like, yes, I touched on the nutritional side, um, but celebrate the small wins. If you're getting into the gym and, and do shed a, a few pounds, celebrate the small wins, right? Uh, if you say no to the, the cake and ice cream, which I have a trouble uh, big time trouble doing, but if you say no to the cake and ice cream one night where you normally would have two, three bowls of it, like celebrate that. You know, it's, it's just something that, um, I don't want you guys to, to compare yourselves to, to others. Like we're each living our, our own journey and our own unique life. And I think we need to celebrate accordingly. So, uh, I just urge people, uh, you know, don't give up on it, continue to, to take that route and, um, you guys can do it. It's, it's within the, the small daily action steps. And that actually, uh, actually rolls in kind of nicely into the next uh, answer that didn't quite make the book, Mitch, which I will pose to you. What is something that we have given up on? The answer, living up to people's standards. Your thoughts? Yeah, wow, the way this is flowing, it's going to be sound like we uh, planned this or something. Uh, pretty <laughs> smooth one on this, Jake, being that it's been about a month since we've got on here. So this is this is good. So living up to people's standards, something you've given up on. Yeah, and, and it impacts some people more than others. You know those people with the personalities that are impacted by every thought and wish and dream of, of other people and that it, it they wear it on their shoulders. You've met those people. And you've also met people that could care less what people think. And you could also you've probably also met people that could care less what people think. But deep down inside they really care what people think kinda um so there's a lot of different people out there and yeah when people set standards to us and goals and and what we're expected to do 
And in my position in education and where I've moved as far as like being a teacher coach, a principal, a superintendent, there's standards all along the way. It's not just at once you get to the top, you get these standards. There were standards for me as a teacher. There were standards for me as a college student. I think what changes a little bit is the public eye on those standards. How many more people are watching you try to meet these standards? And at the end of the day, I've probably circled back to your your circle about three or four times. I think we have to be aware of what people expect from us in our positions, not only professionally, but personally. We have to be aware of them. We have to branch out our goals on the ones that align with our values and the other ones get rid of them. They're not worth it. And then you have to really sit down with that inner circle and see if they fit. And then you guys work on them together. I think when you're able to meet these expectations, see them and meet them, and you have people to help you and support you, that's huge. I think it's when people focus on their standards and they get on an island and they try to meet these standards by themselves without communicating. Because guess what? We do, we do fall. We do struggle from time to time. And when it's on people's standards of you, you have no one else to help you. You have no one else to vent to. No one else to say, you know what? You are better than what you think you are right now. So I think when we struggle with dreams, goals, we have no problem reaching out to other people to help pick us up. But when it's other people's goals for us, we internalize it. And that, that's, that's not okay. And that's why we struggle with it. Where are you at? Well said, Mitch. Bravo. You know, hey, just I, I was kind of going around the wagon a few times, around <laughs> the bus a little bit, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this angle, and then I just dove at it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, for you listeners out there, just rewind the past two minutes and, and listen to Mitch talk about was that. It, too, was it two? It well felt said. like 15. It felt like 15. Well, time flies when you're having fun there, <laughs> Mitch. We know that. Uh, but, yeah, great, great take, and I think – it does circle back around to you know who you're having in your circle. I think that's important. Um, it's kind of funny, you know, living up to people's standards. I actually just wrote a blog post on this a few days ago called "How Do We Define Success?" And I would urge you guys to to go and read that post uh, because I think it, it touches on this topic. Um, we need to set our own standards. We need to set our own definition of success. And when we get caught in, in anxiety and feeling like we're not good enough based on, again, comparison, we get in a tough spot, you know, and as we transition out of school, you know, you're going into your, your corporate environments, you're going into, uh, society's measurements of, of what, you know, quote unquote is successful. And I think that's a trap. Honestly, I think I've touched on this before, but I think our, our, purpose here in life is is to literally be the best version of ourselves uh, which is a gift and then we use that gift to serve others and when we do that we're we're literally living by our own standards we're living by our own success and I think that's super important because when we when we let others define our success and when we let you know job titles the amount of money we make etc when we let that define us we're, we're never quite attaining what we want and we're never quite internally happy because it's for others. It's, it's measurable. And what you can't measure is your own definition of success. You can't measure happiness. 
okay it comes from within it 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 literally is felt and i would just urge you know students young adults adults people that are listening to to define success and define happiness by your own standards by your own measurements and i think you'll live a, a happy and fulfilled life it's a fine line i think people's standards can be a, a portion of the journey i really do i think what people say and what people think can play a role Again, you just have to sift out the good and the bad and allow that to drive you forward. But I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you've got to focus on where you're at and and what you've got going and let that push you forward. But be aware of the expectations and the thoughts of those around you. Uh, improve with some of that, but don't let it overtake you. Last one. What is something you've given up on making new friends? Uh, love this because something that did make the book, which we touched on in episode 29, is trying to make new friends. So I would urge you guys to circle back around if you haven't listened to episode 29. Be sure to give it to a, a listen. Again, trying to make new friends. And this is tough. It, it really is. And, and I know we dove in deep there, but we've touched on circle many times like it's important to surround yourself with good people and good friends but a part of life too mitch is is getting out and meeting new people and forming new perspectives and just experiencing uh different people and different cultures and different takes on things that's one thing i enjoy about our podcast and, and hopping on here is you and i have different viewpoints and and different avenues that we go down on the certain subjects we touch on and then we get text messages and emails from listeners and they have a completely uh, new perspective and a completely different take on something that we touched on. And I think that's just awesome. You know, we're, we're learning as we go here in, in our venture here. So uh, making new friends is tough. I would urge you to never give up on it because they can, they can bring a lot to the table as far as new perspective, new growth, new opportunities, um, new relationships, bonds, uh, love. I know you've been in love for like 12,000 years, Mitch. But that's how it feels, yeah. It, it can be something new for, for some people out there. So I just urge people to not definitely not give up on that. And if you do want to circle back around for a more in-depth answer, that is episode 29, trying to make new friends. So here's what we're going to do. I think you nailed it on the, on the head. I think, I think it's, it's a dead horse. Making new friends, great work, Jake. Here's what I want to do from the listeners. I would like them, and we'll give it about a month and a half, two months. I would like you to send where you're at, where you're listening to this podcast at. You talk about making new friends. There's people that are listening to this, Jake. I don't even know who they are. I want to know where they're at. I want to know who they are and where they're at. And then in about a month and a half, two months on a podcast, we'll just share all the cities, the states, you know, countries, who knows. And we're going to share where they're at. We're going to come back to this, circle back to this, and uh, look forward to hearing from you. I love it, dude. That's a phenomenal idea. I challenge everyone to email us, text us, Facebook us. Any what when you listen to this episode, where you're at, your name. We're gonna make a bunch of new friends here. Uh, you you want to shoot out the email? The little things at gmail .com. You can text uh, either Mitch or I, and we're making a big push on Facebook. We do have our Facebook page, The Little Things Podcast. Be sure to to like us on there and shoot us a message literally anytime. Uh, one thing we've touched on several times is that your guys' interaction and engagement 
just just lights a fire for, for Mitch and I and keeps this thing going. We truly appreciate hearing from you guys. And I think that's a phenomenal idea. Where are you guys at? Where are you listening from? How did you hear about us, etc.? Like, let us know. Uh, again, our email is thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Before the end, we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience. We also read a few shout-outs as well. Comments from our listeners are brought to you by Alan and Connie Fannin Foundation, which was created to enhance the quality of life for children. Thank you for your support of the little things. Jake, did you get anyone shoot out to you? I'm going to generalize all of them, and it's funny we touched on making new friends. I've just been fortunate to meet several several new people here uh, in Sioux Falls as of late, and you know me. I, I enjoy, like, deep, meaningful conversations, getting to know people. I, I don't really care for small talk per se. And I've had a lot of those deep conversations lately. And when we get into it and, and people ask and I, I let them know about the, the website and the blog project and then our Little Things podcast, their eyes just kind of light up. And then I'll see them, you know, at a restaurant or something a, a couple weeks later and they'll they'll just this excitement in their eyes of, hey, I listened to episode seven and I just got started and this is amazing what you guys are doing. Uh, I, I've had several of those conversations the, the last couple of months and it just means a lot. It, it makes me smile. You know, I, I think we're making an impact, Mitch, just literally doing something that we enjoy, which which is awesome. So not anything specific, but uh, the friends that are listening know who you are and um, it's just been special to, to be a part of it and I can't can I can't wait to, to continue on and, and continue to meet new people. I think it's really fun. Uh, obviously, this is probably, other than between our seasons, this is probably the biggest gap we've had uh, between podcasts. And had a few people just reach out and say, hey, when are you guys going to shoot the next one? You know, and uh, yeah, we got we got her done today. Uh, it's been It has been too long, but just people wanting more was really neat. I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool that... You know they weren't able they weren't ready to settle because for us it's pretty impersonal the whole process i mean we sit here we talk to each other we have great conversations then we upload it on a, a podcast host it goes out and then we get some emails back that are great but really like we have no idea like that guy that's listening to it in a tractor while he's he's harvesting or that person that's put in their ear pods on a airplane ride you know it's like we don't we don't get that all the time either and it's it's really cool that people are like wanting more you know what i mean yeah and i ha- i haven't thought of it in that terms but that that's great you know we 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 glance at uh the numbers every now and then and it's pretty phenomenal it's it's completely blown up uh from from our uh you know, quote unquote standards, if, if you will, Mitch, it's, it's been incredible just to see the number of people. And again, like, you know, getting those random messages like, Hey, I heard from my best friend's mom's girlfriend's second cousin that you guys had a podcast and I've been listening and Holy smokes. It's awesome. Like, you know, just hearing stuff like that. So it's pretty special. And, uh, you know, I thought that was a great idea, Mitch. I, I can't wait and, and really do urge people to shoot us a message, shoot us an email, let us know, you know, where they're at, where they're listening from and who they heard, uh, you know, um, from the podcast uh, about, I think it's just be, it'd be fun. And, and, uh, I can't wait to hear from people. Well, and just keep in mind, Jake talked about standards. His standards are much higher than mine. I don't really have much for standards, but Jake, he sets it, you know, he's to the top of the mountain. So to impress Jake, I mean, you got, you gotta, you gotta do quite a bit. So our last comments are brought to you by great construction out of Watertown, South Dakota. 
For over 100 years, Gray Construction Company in Watertown has specialized in assisting our local commercial, industrial, and municipal clients with projects of all scopes and sizes. Servicing Watertown and our surrounding communities, our team has fully licensed, bonded, and insured contractors deliver a wide range of construction and project man- management services, ranging from concrete pouring and finishing to steel erection and finished carpentry. Thank you, Gray Construction. Last comments, Jake. What'd you think? How how was it getting back into it? Dude, loved it, man. It was it was so much fun, and it's been too long, like we mentioned, but just just excited to hop back on and have these conversations. I didn't expect uh, for it to go that smoothly, like you mentioned. Some of the the answers and the topics just kind of flowed from one to the next. So it was it was just awesome. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I always love hopping on, and again, can't wait to hear from you guys, the listeners, and. Uh, you know, we're already into February here. Uh, just remember to, to live each day on purpose. You guys, uh, we have one go around at this thing, so make it count. And, uh, again, we appreciate the continued, uh, support and, uh, just thought it was a really great episode, Mitch. You betcha. Tune in for the next episode. We're going to have a guest speaker for you. that'll join us. Uh, we always enjoy doing those. We're two for two. Look to go, uh, three for three and awesome, uh, awesome presentations so looking forward to it this is mitch and jake signing out this was a special presentation of the little things by mitch and jake for more details on the podcast or the project check out mitch-reed.com it's just jake.com or purchase cardboard confessionals on amazon and remember the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.